Previously on D&D&D, over the crest of one of the hills, you see a horse galloping. <gasps> a cream-colored <gasps> horse. Oh my god. With a blue ribbon tied in its mane. <laughs> and on its back is a rider. Koyrum <sighs> Windspear. Yay! Oh! oh my god, guys, it's, it, is it really you? Is this, and he's like touching your face, Marjorie, and he's trying to, is, is this you? Are you here? Is Marjorie kind of staggers back because her knees hurt. Oh. <laughs> you guys just disappeared inside the inside the beacon, and it's been two months. What? Whoa. Two what? months? Not like a few hours. What? Oh. Is everything okay? Did we fix it? Did, ever, did nature return to normal? Well, Oh, that's David. not good. We should go back to the city. Karim, before we set out, do, do you, where's Pete? Welcome to D&D&D, the Dinner Party Role-Playing Podcast. I'm your host and Dungeon Master, James Gressel, and with me, as always, are some fun people. Say hi, fun people. Hi, hi. fun people. Oh. I'm the one who has the cough, Beth. <laughs> I had a cough. Stay in your lane. Guys, we're all, we've all been sick. We're all fighting over who's sick. <laughs> I'm the sickest one of all. I am the one who is sick. <laughs> There's cough drops on the table. <laughs> <laughs> They're breezers. Dear Lord, so is, that, that's that's what we have that's for dinner what we have today. Yeah. It's fucking strawberries and cream cough drops. Oh, Jim. that sounds so good. I <laughs> want one. They're pretty fucking good. Yeah, yeah. It's for dinner. Uh, there, there is not a dinner tonight. Explain today. yourself. <laughs> <laughs> James was so mad. <laughs> I like to wake up and come here and get fed. <laughs> without so without the dinner aspect, I have to wake up early, feed myself. That's and then come here. Kind of what we did. I was like, Beth, we're on our own. We gotta, we gotta wake up and go to Ralph's and get something. Yeah. And I was like, Can I vlog? And he said, No, there's no time. And we had an hour and a half. We did not have an hour and a half. <laughs> we no had forty. Time. Oh yeah, when we woke up. Yeah. Yes. There's that no is time. true. There was time. You're doing. There's you're no doing time. vlogmas. I'm doing vlogmas every day. As much as is healthy for me. Yeah. Sure. Okay. Yeah. So if you're listening to this and want to see some video footage of it, you can go to is or where are you putting it? On YouTube. You're putting Beth it on YouTube? Mm-hmm. YouTube? 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 The YouTube? new social media YouTube? site. <laughs> YouTube. There is not a dinner today because the dinner mechanics of the whole show are going to change. You're going to find out why later. I thought we were going to get there last time, but we... What was that? Someone's stomach. Yeah, Someone's stomach. stomach. Yeah! Because he doesn't that. have dinner in it. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah. That's just my life. <laughs> Stormy has tummy problems. Dear Lord. Sorry, guys. I, I heard that and I was like, I hope everybody didn't hear that. <laughs> that Everyone was like, what was that? <laughs> well, I don't know how that was picked up, but it was. But yeah, the whole dinner mechanic of the show is going to change. You're going to find out why in a little bit. So there is no dinner today. Oh, I'm going to murder saying the... You're going to find out why. And it, it sounds like he's talking to you, the listener, but he's also talking to us. We don't know yeah. what this mechanic is. I'm waiting for the NPC we run into who is like, you'll never eat dinner again. And then I'll fucking murder it. <laughs> in cold <laughs> Or her. That's exactly what it is. We have to sing for our supper in some way. We like have to defeat like a soup monster in order to get some soup. Soup Nazi? Yeah, soup That's Nazi. That's the plot of... Mario Odyssey. Oh, it is. That is the plot of Mario Odyssey. You're the right. Way, the is whole it really? Story. Oh, no. Did we guess it? 
No, you have to face the no, soup you did not there literally it. is You're a not soup making monster. All your monsters. There's not a soup food. Yeah, there's not a soup Nazi or a soup monster. Yeah, we guessed the plot to Mario Odyssey, but not James's no. incredible allegory. Is that the right way to use that word? No. There's an allegory in the story. Yeah. If anybody can parse it out yet, yeah, <laughs> that that'd be pretty impressive. But Ooh. it's not a it's not a particularly deep allegory. It's anyway. I mean, we haven't figured it out. No. So. You'll you'll get there. We'll get there. Let's find out what that is. So there's no dinner today. We're just going to dra- dive right in. Are you enjoying your cough drop, though, James? It's actually extremely good. When last we left you off, you had met Koirim after two months. It had been two months since you disappeared in the beacon. And then you had talked to a couple of trickster gods. And then you reappeared in the world and met up with Koirim. And he revealed to you that you had been gone for two months. Even though it felt like moments for you, about three hours, I believe. (laughs) (laughs) You decided to head back to Night's Pass because Koirim said that you needed to discuss some things with the powers that be in the city. So that's where we're going to pick you guys back up. You have been traveling for a while. You are approaching the city. As you approach the city, the sun sets. So you're getting there here in evening time. You head straight for the Black Oak Gates at Gates. (laughs) <laughs> what gags it gags it that's the sound that mike's stomach made oh boy <laughs> oh, did this happened this happened last session beth is there was a i fucked up and was going to cut it and then you made a joke about it and i had to keep it <laughs> in <laughs> which part i forget i forget exactly what it was just don't fuck up around beth i guess I not stop you. making things funny beth jesus I got you. <laughs> you approach the city as the sun sets and head straight for the black oak gates of the moon town you pass by the old wooden homes of the Druid's Gate neighborhood and then turn past the mansions of Acorn's Corner where you first met Nils. Uh, You pass the Wizard Academy and the Black Oak Inn. You cross the gate and pass the station Mm. and the other official buildings of Moontown. And then before you know it, you're at the main gates to Knight's Castle. And this is a very, very old, old castle. It was originally built all out of that Black Oak wood, the magic Black Oak wood, which... As the sun is going down and the moon comes out, you can see start to illuminate. It's a castle built on a big hill. Part of this hill happens to be a cliff that overlooks the Wintersong River. So it's on a little bit of a peninsula. Wintersong. It's a castle where there's like murder holes in it and like the wall. I I still can't get behind the description murder hole. Like that's what it's called. And that's such a comedic thing. Yeah, that's (laughs) awesome. I think it's like, I think it's nice because it really shows you how like uh, warfare isn't, it's murderous. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's funny murder hole. But no, like people would die because of them. They'd get murdered. Yep. There's murder holes. There's, there's battlements. This is meant as a defensive place. Uh, but once you get inside the gates, you're greeted with something that's a lot more warm, a lot more inviting. There's definitely an artistry to these buildings. The ones that are still made out of wood have all these carved inlays and stuff that expose whatever is in this wood that responds to the light. Uh, so you have these kind of almost tapestry-like images that are illuminated by the moonlight in these various buildings throughout the the castle there is though the main castle itself is stone and you are going to approach that now there is a giant black oak door that opens up as you approach with koi Rim, and in the entry hall is sir greg rivers and he is wearing his dingy city watch armor and holding his helmet aside in a very kind of formal matter you were expected and you get the sense that he is not in the mood for frivolity uh hey rivers buddy how's it going i wink at him he has this moment where of reaction when he sees you you guys where he is 
surprised to see you. You have not seen him since he first gave you the ultimatum of either go to jail for setting fire to this mansion or help on the quest. He is is taken aback by by what he sees. He, he as far as he knew, you were all dead. Well, we didn't. We finished our community service. Thanks. For- d- <laughs> yep, we're all done, and now we're here to be uh, knighted. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't really pay any attention to you, though. He goes uh, straight for Koirum, and he asks, do you have any news about the river? And he puts his arm around Koirum's shoulders, and he kind of leans it, leads him away out of earshot. What do you guys do? Is he talking about himself? Nope. Is he talking about the river? Is he talking about 93.9? That'd be cool. He's like, can you check if we can get reception for that? Because I know it's in Canada, but like maybe it'll <laughs> we can get it down here. Detroit's best alternative. Not really good at picking up on people's emotions, but that was kind of rude, I feel like, because he just brushed past us. Yeah, you should go go tell him. Yeah. Okay. Yes, express your feelings. That's uh, that'll be all right. I walk up to them. As you walk up to them, you hear Sir Greg asking Koirum about a fishing village near the grove of the stream. If you remember, there are seven uh, original sacred groves, and one of them, the the grove of the stream. Or of the river, I forget what I called it. <laughs> I think I don't it know if we knew the names, but we Zaba saw the names them are in, in there in visions. Okay. I yeah. have them somewhere. You saw you saw this one in a vision. Uh, there was one that was in a river on a little island, and that is what are we calling these? They're beacons. That's the official the beacons word. are inside the the groves are basically Gro- like so groves. the the groves are the structure that supports the beacon. I just want to like the beacon is the magic thing that pr- connects to everything. Cool. Stormy, as you go over, you hear Sir Greg asking about a fishing village near the Grove of the Stream, which was recently attacked by an orc force. This is the the gist that you get of this conversation. Greg is like asking Koirim for reports on on the attack. He's like, "What happened? Where you know was the village involved? Were they successful? Where are the casualties?" He's like rifling off questions, and Koirim like can barely understand it. Koirim is doing a better job at his job of being the, like, commander of the Galadoy military, but you remember Koirim. He's still not very, like, he's still getting used to this, um, now that there were actual attacks and stuff. Good question. Yes. Koirim's not somebody who was born into that position. He's no, somebody who was he a... joined. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, he didn't necessarily join thinking of being in this leadership role. Right, right. So, uh, so Koir- and then Koirum stops him and he's like, it's okay, you know, like, you know, we repelled the attack, the, the, the beacon is safe, the grove is safe, I don't know 100% about the village, there were some casualties, but I don't have any more information on, on it. And that's where you are, so what do you want to do? Uh, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Sir Greg Rivers, I... I'm having, I'm <laughs> trying fi- to, as, as is my official title, <laughs> I'm trying to um, express my feelings more as part of a growing process. And I do feel that secrets are no fun and secrets hurt everyone. So I, I would like to say it was pretty rude of you to walk away from us. And I feel that what you have to say on the side to Koirim, you can tell to the team because we're all part of the team here. Stormy feels a little pat on his thigh. And <laughs> like, good, good job, man. Did you good? Yeah, you I did real well. Right, cool. Point at Greg Rivers, like that gif of that guy in like court where he's like, he like points at the lady <laughs> on the other stand. Like finger guns. <laughs> Have you seen that? <laughs> so, uh, Mr. Uh, Rivers, can you tell tell us what you're, what's happening here? Uh, what's happening here? I thought 
the five of you were dead. Uh, the last thing Quirum said about you guys is that you you freed the beacon of the Grove of the Rock and then disappeared. What what's well? What's funny about that is we're not because we're standing in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> so I I pat his thigh again. I'm like, okay, maybe just calm down a little bit. <laughs> this is too, did I go too far? A little bit, a little sass. But <sighs> okay, it's cool. All right. So hi, we're not dead. I'm very pleased about that because after, um, I don't know if Koyram filled you in on what's been going on, but after the, the, the attack on the Grove of the Rock, the other beacons were also attacked. It was a full scale kind of assault on our system. We have to do that oh. whole season six more times. How, however, <laughs> yep. did you defend them without us? That's a good question. Well, that's why that was what we were tipped off by the initial attack. That's why we sent you is because we were using everybody else to fortify the others. Which was explained. Oh, really? Back oh, yeah. Was it? Oh, no. it was. Sorry, it's been like two months. <laughs> See, Mr. Greg Rivers, this is great because now you, I mean, you've said this to Koyram already, but you now have said this twice. And if you just would have told all of us, <laughs> you would have only had to say it once. He's I'm got just, a point. He's got a point. You know, I like, uh, I like to be, um, 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 what's the word efficient. I'm trying to think? Efficient. Thank you. There you go. Thanks, Black. I like to be efficient, and this would have been more efficient had you have just said this to all of us. Wow. That was a little bit redundant. I feel like... I uh, said it twice. I feel like Stormy watched The Invention of Lying, and it's just like living in that world. Speaking of efficiency, let's just let's just get on with this. We need to get you guys upstairs, and uh, he just starts walking away, and he walks toward a big staircase and leads you up a one of the biggest towers in the castle. Uh, you guys kind of wind up... I just look at everybody and just nod, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. Mar Marjorie, have you been in this castle before? Uh, well, officially, no. Oh. <laughs> oh. A little sneakster. I, I didn't say it. Mm. No, I certainly have not. But yeah, yes, I said, yeah, I did. Hey, is this way bigger than the mansion that we almost burned this down? This is significantly bigger than the okay. mansion. Yeah. So when you got when you got I into it was the terrorists. <laughs> oh, you're right. Yeah, the, the, the mansion. Terrorists. That the terrorists almost burned down. We, we Thank can't you. tell Greg about that. Good uh, job, uh, head boy or boy finder. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that's, I don't know if that's, that's a promotion. That beat was a nod that James just gave to Chelsea. It was so good. We need to describe it. Flack turns to Zabbis and nods when he says, head boy, an uh, acknowledgement of his mistake. The great hall of the castle when you guys walked in was very well decorated. There were, you know, hangings and paintings and things. There were a lot of plants, a lot of plants that are kind of similar to what you guys saw at uh, Galamathir and the and the Feywild, but they're potted. They're like cultivated. They're not growing wild like they were at Galamathir and the Feywild. They're there with purpose. Um, but as you guys are climbing up this tower, things are getting a lot more spartan. They're not as ornate. Things seem to be much more utilitarian. Even down to the sconces and the walls don't have little curly cues and things on them. They're very Marjorie much just like... picks one of the flowers as she's walking because oh. she's noticing it's getting sparser. <laughs> you want to take some of that with you? What um, what kind of flower did you... What caught your eye? Are there any red flowers? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, she picks a red flower. <laughs> okay. Careful. Okay. She's gonna, she's gonna also, hold that. Also, careful if, if anyone tells you that flower will, will poison orcs, don't believe them. Also, good thing that flower's already bloomed. Yep, that's the one. That's the... <laughs> that's the callback. <laughs> you get to the top of this tower and you're led into a good size solar, like a 20-foot kind of round room, let's say. The furnishings are 
warm, but very, like I said, utilitarian. There's lots of woods, hides, leather. You can tell that they are refined, even though they're not flowery, but they're nice. And there's books like everywhere. There are, there are shelves, uh, built-in shelves on almost every wall. There are books just chocked full of everything. There's a big table in the middle of the room that has papers and maps strewn all about it. Are we just in your apartment? <laughs> <laughs> This isn't helping Caitlin, who who said that this was a a self-insert last year. (laughs) Hey, Zabis, look, books. Books. Your favorite thing, I think. (laughs) (laughs) You're so close. Zabis and Juno are so close. So close. On the other side of the room, there's a really big fireplace with a fire burning in it, and there's some seating in front of that, and Greg goes over and takes a seat at a chair in front of the fire and just kind of, like, looks into the fire for a bit quirum goes over and uh starts looking on the papers on the on the table i walk up behind where greg is sitting and i'm like what do you see in the flames my lord fire the margin <laughs> pitches the red flower into the flames oh uh it explodes everybody take no, no it does kind of fl- it does kind of flame up a little bit there's a spark to it hey guys look it's a fire flower is that a thing like from mario that's why my charisma is zero <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was uh, i thought it was one now didn't you get one because you got one from like a from the bone dice that's oh, true my charisma is one so you hear a door uh open behind you and when you turn to look in the direction of the sound you see two men enter both are familiar to you one is a taller man with long blonde hair kind of tucked under a knit hat and the other is a short shorter stout man with one arm and you see nils and bjorn the liquor trader oh oh baby bjorn baby bjorn (laughs) and Uh, just remind me was bjorn the one who we beefed up to pull the yeah liquor cart okay hey bjorn looking a little uh less swole than the last time we saw you yes that spell wore off but very a lot, quickly a lot cleaner and less bruised as well well i suppose i i i, I do owe you my life uh so oh, th- he's canadian he's can- uh, yeah he's from the north <laughs> uh, and did you complete your mission i did I, I came here and uh and i gave uh i gave nils the the booze as as i promised Hur- hooray and- hooray hello yes, nils hooray. i'm alive and this was a gift to you i'm sorry <laughs> 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 you just got it all out in one sentence there, huh? It was a little stiff, but it communicated just, what the, it needed to. The like grandiosity of that, just like I raised a hand up. What a is, lot. Yeah, what is what is Juno's physical? Like, no, he is, did that. He ra- he like raised his hand up as if to say, "Look, look, must be look nice." At what I did. <laughs> <laughs> I hope that was under your breath. What's oh that? no! 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 Nils speaks up and he says, good evening, team. I'm glad to see that you're not dead. Team. Yeah, uh, we are too. We, th- yeah. Thank you for your help freeing the beacon. That was very good. You remember Bjorn, the, the liquor the liquor trader? I'm, I'm still not over that I directly spoke to him and he has not addressed me back. He hasn't said thank you or whatever. I, I think the, the thing to do, the candor-filled thing to do is just to keep your mouth shut. Time heals all wounds. Oh, it's been two months. Not all wounds. Yeah, I think you might need more. Oh, Oh. 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 (laughs) is in on it, dude. Oh, he... Oh! After Bjorn told me what had happened to his crew and how you how you saved him from the orc attack, I thought it it would... uh, The least I could do is make him a a footman uh, in 
my household staff here. So uh, Bjorn, it now works for me. So uh, Bjorn, why don't you go and get some of uh, the liquor that Juno did order for us? Martin yeah, is trying great. so hard not to make a joke about footmen and arm men. <laughs> <laughs> you rewarded him by making him a, a servant? It's a job. He's paid. Hey, Bjorn, can I come with you? He's we're 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 from the same shore, Ooh. dude. In castle times, that's go... like a good deal. Sure, yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's like, like same. We're castle times. <laughs> castle. That times. was an era. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, pre-Jurassic, Jurassic, castle times, present information. You know, information time. <laughs> castle times, Paul Revere, and then now. <laughs> That's where we're. That's where we are. Yeah, public school, baby. <laughs> did, did he tell you about the purple dome that took place in the attack? Yeah, I heard about. I heard about. That was the, all me. Great, great job, buddy. Nice. I, mean, I got I a little was finger. The one who fixed the beacon. Oh well, that, Bjorn wow, wasn't that's there an entirely that. separate thing. Okay, no, is it? Fletch, are you going with Bjorn? Yeah. Okay, so you guys leave. <laughs> well, I want to talk. I want to talk to him about liquor stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Love it. So what's what's that? What's that? We're, let's do that before I get into the. <laughs> Don't let's, let's do that before we do what actually matters. No, this is no. I'm, 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 I'm curious about this. So, uh, so Bjorn, uh, yeah, like kind of goes down, uh, back down the stairs, about halfway down the tower to a larder room, and is looking through racks of barrels to find the barrel of the uh, elderflower liqueur that you guys bought. Uh, you want to? He's, he's not really saying much. You want to? Are you looking for some information? What are yeah. you doing? Hey, so Bjorn, um, I'm curious. I, I, I'm starting to like alcohol, um, and I'm having some great conversations with people in bars because when my team goes to sleep, I don't usually have to sleep for that long, so I hang out at the, at the bar. And I'm curious because now I have some ideas, and I wanted to pick your brain. Okay. <laughs> um. So, are there any like liquors or beer that are um like like a, a darker a darker color to them sure uh are you you're just you're just talking about like darker beer like just regular yeah you're just... you're new at this eh? oh i'm very i'm very new okay um, my friends call me stormy and i had an idea to maybe create a stormy dr- bjorn I, we haven't officially met oh we haven't met oh hi i'm stormy i'm Stor- i'm fletch stormtail is my full name nice to meet you nice to meet you uh yeah and so i was thinking of like maybe one day I'll, I like conversing with people, so I was thinking maybe one day I would open up my own bar. And oh. I, I was thinking of creating a drink called the Dark and Stormy. Because <laughs> are you laughing at me? No, 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 oh, no, no. Okay. That was Gressel. That wasn't Bjorn. Oh, okay. Bjorn is Bjorn is very uh, very into this. He's very attentive to this as as because he's in the trade, so he he knows. Yeah, so, um, so maybe I was thinking we could, like, if you're in the trade, I'd like to be in the trade. Maybe uh, maybe we could open up a bar together, or or maybe it's a dumb idea. I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I've, got, I've got this job right now, so... Maybe I, we can I, talk I, later. Yeah, yeah. Let, let's, you know, let's see if the world, if they if they solve this whole thing that they're always talking about, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and... If they if they solve that with the maps and the papers and what all that is, then then yeah, come back and 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 we'll talk to because because you know I've been trading alcohol for a long time, but I I've never uh, had my own spot. That 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 might be a nice thing. And like you yeah. seem like a nice guy, and I'm trying to be. Uh, you you know what? Let me let me uh let me help you on 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 your way a little bit. I I I found these uh, uh in in this larder. They they haven't been touched in a long time, uh and and they might they might help you out. So. 
just just a second i'll be i'll be i'll be right back okay uh Thanks. and he goes like deep into the back of this this room and and the the roof of this room is all stone and it kind of slopes down so it gets like smaller as it goes on and and this guy's a tall guy so he kind of like crouches as he is crawling back here and he comes back with like a box a wooden car- carved wooden box about the size of a little bit bigger than a shoebox. He opens it up and he shows you a that it has four silver goblets in it. And they're very old. They're full of dust. The box itself is covered in dust. This hasn't been touched in a long time. And he he's like, uh, I found I found these back in this larder. They they came from uh they came from my homeland and 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 uh, Lord Nils's homeland uh up in the north, the country of Hosk. And you uh I'm you know. I maybe I shouldn't give them away, but nobody's clearly touched these in a long time. So, uh, you know, you didn't get it from me. Wink, and uh, and and if you have somewhere to put these and hide these in your in your belongings, uh, you know, come back and and show these to me when when you're done with your travels. Maybe we open that bar, eh? That's okay. That sounds great. Thank you. Great. Appreciate it. All right. Does he have like prosopagnosia and can't recognize Fletch's face? And so that's why he, he had to give him the goblets he, so that, like, <laughs> show me the goblets so that I remember who you are. Maybe. <laughs> I have a forgettable face. Oh, no. <laughs> Do that out there. I was very concerned that Bjorn was going to lead him farther into the, the larder and be like, I've got this great cask of wine on. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, fuck. Hey everybody, Gressel here. First of all, sorry so much for putting out a late episode this week. Uh, I was sick last week and then traveled back to Michigan, which is why this does not sound very good because I am recording it on my computer, so sorry for that as well. Be sure to follow us on social media at dndndpod on Twitter and dndndpod on Instagram or email us at dndndpod at gmail.com. Thanks to everybody who has submitted magic items and wild magic suggestions for Zabbos via email. We will find out in the next set of episodes uh, how the magic items will work. We had a lot of fun with them. Uh, Everybody really enjoyed seeing what you guys came up with. And there are still more to come later in the story. We have so many suggestions. They're so cool. And we're going to work them in with shops and treasure and things like that. So it's going to be really fun. And we appreciate all of the work that you guys put into that. Same with the wild magic suggestions. We've already seen how that's going to work out this season with Zabbos. And every time he casts a sorcerer spell, he's going to have a chance to surge on the wild magic table, and we'll get to see some fun listener-submitted wild magic effects, so thanks for sending those in as well. Thanks to everybody who's tweeted about the show, people like Kalia Buckwater, at Kalia Elizabeth on Twitter, who says, Shout out to all my favorite podcasts, D&D&D Pod, Potterless Pod, and My Favorite Murderer. Keep up the good work. That's some great company you put us in, Kayla. We really appreciate that, and thank you for spreading the word about some great podcasts. Thanks again, everybody, for your understanding about the late episode. Uh, it's, you know, that time of year and people are getting sick. You've heard at the top of this episode that all of us were kind of coming down with something and then it just got worse for me from there. We're going to try not to make this a common thing, believe me. Uh, originally, we were going to take next week off for the holidays, but I'm going to put out the next part of this arc uh, next week sometime to make up for it. It'll be a little bit of a shorter episode but it'll finish up all of the story dump that this little uh, section is doing. And then we're going to move on to the next phase of the story starting in 2019. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the show. Uh, Leave a review on the podcast provider of your choice. That really helps us out. And check out Beth's shop. 
at bethbyrad.shop, where she has some D&D&D merch available, t-shirts and posters. We saw our first t-shirts on a actual listener uh, via Twitter. That was so, so cool. It's just such an amazing thing to see. We really appreciate all of that as well. That's it for me. You don't have to listen to this horrible audio quality anymore. We're going to get you back to the regular show. Thank you so much, everybody, and do what's fun. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. you guys come back and you come back with and bjorn has the cask of uh of booze and taps it and pours some glasses and and you know brings a tray out to everybody and nil says uh so now that you're not dead yep which again i'm happy about you guys really did a great job not uh, dying well saving the day the the dying or not dying was kind of to be honest kind of secondary apologies but maybe to you well yeah to me okay but we do really appreciate your help and now that you're not dead why don't you fill me in on exactly how it is that you're not dead uh we went through a portal yeah you can we we you can we can do a montage of telling the story of what happened and as we do juno just moves inch by inch closer and closer so he's standing next to nils (laughs) oh no nils is moving he knows what you're doing He's trying to play it off like he's not doing it to get away from you. He keeps like making note of like moving around to like make note of things or like make uh, marks on maps or like as you guys are telling a story, he's like getting involved in in his planning and things. You won't escape me. I'm a ranger. Are you saying that out loud? (laughs) Yes. Here, here, but, flat, very, flat, very low, very low. I'm saying flat, to myself, like, Flack like pulls, tugs at uh, <laughs> Juno's like uh, tunic or whatever the fuck he's wearing, and and pulls him down to his ear and is like, "Okay, hey, dude, like everyone in the room knows what you're doing, and it's very <laughs> obvious. So like, please just like chill out and quit being weird about him. All right, you got you got him the liquor. He seems pretty happy that we're alive. Let's just like call it, leave it at that for okay. now. Sabas is embarrassed to be around this and is flipping through books. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Juno, when you look up after talking to Flack, like everyone is looking at you, except for Zabas, who is just like, Zabas like doesn't even want to look at you. You're right. I'll, I'll play it cool. I don't, I don't want to seem too eager or desperate yeah i just i think he'd be a cool friend no we all think he'd be a really cool friend but this is not the way to get him as a friend okay it's all new it's all new oh man we've got two like socially inept people in training in this group the rangers i know i'm not that bad you're getting better thanks wink well now i don't know if that was sarcastic or not no that was the wink was a real like Good. Threw you off. A good thing? Yeah. Well, that's because my uh, that's because my charisma's four. That's like a really high level social cue. So you'll get there eventually. You'll understand. It's like if you oh, wink cool. all the time. It's like, what do you what do you mean by? <laughs> so you've you've caught Nils up, Nils and, and Greg and Coyram up with with what ha- has happened to you, what your adventures were. You have that nice social moment, or lack thereof, <laughs> after a beat where Nils takes in everything that you've said and 
processes it. He lets out a deep sigh and then he uh, stands up and says, All right, well, I guess uh, I guess you guys will probably want the other side of the story now. And uh, <laughs> Marjorie kind of spits out her beer a little bit. <laughs> he takes you over to another door and opens it up and leads you into this room that's just big enough for all of you to stand in. Uh, this is, there's so much. There's so between like the visions and the books and the, our what we saw with our eyes. And now there's like another side to the story. Oh, you were in a photo that we found in a house. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell him all of this. You tell him everything that you, that you tell him about the Feywild. You tell we him just, about Yannathan. You we tell him. We forgot about the photo until just now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the photo is very important. The other thing that you tell him about that's very important that you guys may have forgot is the note that the fairies gave you. Of course. Yes. Yes. No. 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 Said. Of course. No. I. Um. Oh, yeah, one of you has it. Juno or Marjorie have it. I have a question. Yep. I, so I have the picture. Yep. It's It says there's the Lord, Nils, Katheria, and fourth person. Do we know who that is? There yet? were two other people in the, in the photo. It was four people total. One was Nils, one was Katheria. Right, and then it says Lord. That's presumably the And king. then fourth person. One was yeah, Majumbo, presumably, I think. Yes. There, you learned Majumbo. later that Malik's the, one uncle? of the men was Malik's uncle Majumbo. Oh, oh yeah. And then the you presume the other person to be the lord of the house that you guys were in. Got it. In the Feywild. The Cyclops? The Cyclops house. Not the Cyclops. Not the Cyclops. The person who owned the house that the Cyclops was in. Oh. Yes. So the, the things... House that Mark built. <clears throat> what is that story called? The house that Jim Usher, owned. the, ho- the new house Lars that we built. movie, the house that Freddie built is oh, new. Oh yeah, I was like, oh my god, I heard that that movie was fucked up. The house that Jack built yeah. or whatever. That's it. Yeah. The pieces of the story that, as you're telling it, that people perk up at are you guys finding the hidden set of standing stones in the caves and the dead forest that you guys walked through to get there. That you guys went to the council and they were asking for the sacrifice. They perked up at the house that you guys discovered, the manor house with the cyclops and the note from the fairies and the picture. And the note, the note that says... says... Nope. You don't know what the note says. You hand it over, though. Okay. Did does we it, tell them... It, is it not in English? It's not in English. Or common. It's, yeah, it's not in, not in a language that you understood. Did we tell them about the visions? You tell them about the visions, yes. So, okay. And, and that's kind of the last piece of the puzzle. So uh, now, with all that information, Nils says, okay, guys, I think, it, I think it's time for you guys to get the other side of the story. Uh, come with me. And he leads you over to this other room. You guys get in, and it's just big enough for all of you to stand in. It's the five of you and the three of them. Bjorn stays behind. So Nils closes the door, and then he uh, holds a symbol that you guys recognize as the one that's on your armor or Koirim's helm. So it's, this, it's the symbol of the Order of Galadoy. And he holds that up to a panel in the wall, and you're in an elevator, and the elevator starts to descend. Oh my god, I, even before he said it was an elevator, I was imagining the uh, Haunted Mansion elevator. You too? Yeah, the waiting room. Please yeah. drag your bodies to the dead center of the room. <laughs> I was imagining Captain America Winter Soldier, like, we're about to have a fight in here. Oh yeah, the... Oh, the glass elevator? Yeah, the right? elevator scene. Uh, what other Disney references can we make? Um, <laughs> The elevator starts to descend, and you're in here for a minute. Is it complete silence? None of the three uh, men are talking. Do we have a Danganronpa-style interior monologue? 
Oh my god! Just running. Just keep going down. Yeah, going well, down uh, further uh, and further. Uh, does anybody have any to go, particular thoughts that are continues to go on as I suffer through <laughs> Juno, the despair of god. descent? Okay, Juno's got one. He mm. he puts together in his head. This is this, this is his thoughts. Wait, the visions. Hey hey hey, Marjorie. Marjorie, uh, so didn't you say that Lady Cytheria had a silver panther? Yeah, hundred percent. Didn't we see a lady? I never saw it. No. I didn't sneak into the no. castle and see it. Oh. You can't prove no. that. <laughs> oh, I'm. But that's impressive. I, I, Zabas told What's us in impressive? the visions that she saw a woman with a silver panther in a castle. Don't and she you was dare sad. accuse Zabas of sneaking into the castle too. No, you. I'm oh, hung no, up on something no? right now. Okay. I'm sorry. I need to take a step back. What? Are you guys trying Wasn't to keep this missing? between you? Yes. Roll uh, deception checks. All right. Oh, wait. Hey, can I help by uh, strumming on my uke idly to kind of mask their conversation? Yeah. Okay. Uh, advantage on your deception checks, Beth and Joel and James inspiration. Cool. While they do that, I'm just like picking at my uke and I'm like, so. You're flying my... V uke. Oh, yeah. <laughs> deception like, or stealth? Deception? I rolled an 18. How could this possibly be stealth? <laughs> I don't know. I'm Stealthily trying to do it whispering. Stealthily. No, it's a completely Damn. different okay. skill deception. Right. Yeah, so Let's I'm just like picking time. at my uke and I'm like, so maybe, so, so like, maybe <laughs> it's, it's gonna be. Sabbath <laughs> <laughs> is a blur fan. It is. <laughs> listening to oasis constantly is that wonderwall <laughs> yeah oh my gosh it's gonna be it's gonna be wonderwall oh christ sabbath is not over the blur oasis wars of the 90s <laughs> the early mid 90s yeah 12 18 no uh everybody can hear you both of us yeah because it's your it's a group check and it's averaged and you're in a we're all elevator. standing you're right standing right next to you on top her of each ear, other though. okay yeah margarine is whispering much quieter than juno <sighs> so at least uh nils is because he's at the front of the elevator and you're probably in the back at least nils is still unaware that margarine Definitely did not sneak into the castle at some point in her long life. She would wink, but there are people in the party who don't quite understand what that means. <laughs> yep. Sorry, I, let me just reset. What were you... What? Silver Panther. The woman in the vision had a silver panther. Yeah. Lady Cytheria has been missing, but we had a vision of a lady with a silver panther. Who is Lady Cytheria? Probably. Right. There were these children who wouldn't wake up. That's what I remember Zabba said. These girls. But you're the boy finder. And then right then, the doors to the elevator open. Nils uh, leads you out. You're in this long hallway, and it's stone uh, arched. It's co- it's much cooler now. Stormy, you get the sense that you're underground, you know, because of the atmospheric mm. changes. Guys um, are underground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, you mean the uh, fact that we just rode an elevator for a minute straight <laughs> down? Hey, man, that was the first time I was in the late vi- elevator. A, le- a what? I said elevator. He got sure. it eventually. Yeah. <laughs> New words. It's hard. Uh, Is it an old person language word for elevator? Scoot scoot. So you're walking down this hallway. You notice that the further you walk, the more vegetation that there is on the walls. That it becomes moister. The air becomes moister. Oh, uh, yes. There's book. There's, a, <laughs> there's vines along the wall. You start to get the same sense 
of space that you got when you were in the beginning part of the cave that led you to the portal to the Feywild. Are there any vines like with bulbs that we The further you walk there's there's so many plants and shit. Can I can Marjorie keep picking red flowers? Sure. Oh yeah. She's going to have 5 by the end of this walkthrough. Roll a roll a d10 and that's how many flowers you get. Nine. Not, wow. You get nine red flowers. <laughs> nice. Wow. And then you come to the end of the hallway and you are in a huge round room that's cylindrical. It goes up to open sky, high, high, high above you. There's... Guys, we're definitely underground. <laughs> high, high, high above you, there is a, a round opening that opens up to the night sky. Now it is it is night and the moon is out. All these plants are reacting to the moonlight. Every Everywhere you look, you see a plant that is somehow reacting to this moonlight. It's either blooming. In like a special way. Yeah, it, it, in a way that's like... Even though moonlight is just sunlight reflected off of it? Yes, but this is magic. Okay. It's magic sunlight. The reflection makes it magic. Okay. The flowers are either blooming, uh, vines are curling, plants are growing, and then kind of it, almost like they're breathing. It's really stunning. You're ta- almost taken aback by the fact that you're th- this room seems so alive, except for in the center of the room, there are two pedestals about four feet high. Oh. And sitting atop those pedestals, or lying atop those pedestals, I should say, are two. Each pedestal has the body of a young girl on it. Oh. Oh, uh-oh. They uh, look to be around 10, 9, 10 years old, and they're either asleep or dead. You cannot tell just from looking at them casually. Blonde hair, long blonde hair, and they don't appear to be in distress. What do our three like leaders look like right now? Because it's Koirim, uh, Nils, Koirim, and, Nils and Greg. Jason. No, Greg. 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 Nils, you can see, he is visibly changed being in this room. Do they look surprised to find two young uh, adolescent girls on pillars? No, they're not surprised by this. Greg is kind of stone-faced, the same as he's been since you guys arrived and he heard about the news from the river. Koirum looks the way that he looked to you, Marjoram, when you guys were in the altar. Hagalamathir, he looks very, like, reserved and reverent. And Nils is trying, you can tell that he's, like, actively trying to hold it together. What is this? Then at the opposite end of the room from behind a tree uh, walks a tall woman, lithe woman with silvery blonde hair and just the just the hint of a point to her ears, just barely noticeable. And next to her uh, slinks a silvery Silver panther, panther and Pete. Hey, oh, buddy. And Pete. Pete bounds over to Stormy. Hey, hey pal. And I... <laughs> I don't know how to describe how a cat would react because I guess the headbutt thing. Yeah, he hits me. He headbutts me, and I fall over because he's because <laughs> he's enormous. a panther. Yeah, I was like, hey, but then he licks me a couple of times. Yeah, have you ever seen those like reunion videos with lions and their trainers? <laughs> yeah, he kind of tackles like me. It's good to see you, hugging. buddy. Yeah, there's lots of nuzzles uh, and purring. The woman, I just, uh, I just start elbowing Juno real hard, <laughs> so hard. That's Lady Casalove. That's her. That's the Lady Cat Lady. The woman says, "I think I can answer your question, Marjorie." That's my name. She does like a little hand bone. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> she like walks over and Nils walks up to her and they they embrace and Nils asks her like is there any change and Katheria says no thankfully so far they they're they're the same it's always the same they have this moment together where they're talking and they're very concerned and for this moment uh they're 
no one else is in this room. It's just the two of them talking to each other about hey, Stormy, whatever does they're that, talking about. Does that uh, elicit any feelings inside of you to see them interact? I'm more focused on Pete right oh, now. Well, okay. <laughs> yeah, Pete, he's just in his own little yeah, Pete yeah, bubble. Yeah, yeah. yeah they're, Pete bubble. they're in their own bubble, and Stormy's in his own bubble with Pete. Fluck, are you in a bubble? Nah, man. I'm bubble free. <laughs> That's good. I guess I'm just, because this was in my visions, mm-hmm. so I guess I'm like... Trying to put pieces together. Mm-hmm. It's imagining Zabbis like, eh, I knew this the whole time. <laughs> yeah, like, oh yeah, I was waiting to find this. Zabbis, you recognize this completely as the place that you saw in your vision. You were seeing through the eyes of Lady Cytheria, the two girls, and the form that you saw was Nils, who was visiting this chamber. But, like, I remember when I saw him visit, it didn't feel good. It was, like, a Mm-mm. bad feeling. Oh, yeah. So they're... now I'm, like, on edge a little bit. Yeah, they're... Because something's weird. The two of them are very grave. Their expressions are that of concern. They are not cheerful or joyful. They're not excited to see you because you saved the day or anything. They are still very much like stuff is wrong. The hell kind of hero's welcome is this? Katheria walks over to you guys and she says, I wish this was under better circumstances, but I'd like you to meet my daughters. And it's the two girls. Not the panthers, you idiot. (laughs) Mother of cats. Uh, everywhere she goes, her, her panther follows her. It's like right on her, her hip. It's as if it's an extension of her. And you can tell that the, the cat, from looking at the cat, you get the sense that the panther is like ready to fight anybody at any moment. Like this cat is very, very on edge. And Katheria says, yes, these are, these are my daughters, my second and third child. Who's the first? Well, my firstborn was a son. Where's he? And then Nil says, we don't know. And that's why you're here. D&D is executive produced, written, and edited by me, James Gressel. Co-produced and additional mixing by Joel Arnold. Our original music is by Jeremy Nisato. Hear more of Jeremy's music at jeremynisato.com. D&D&D is performed by James A. Janice, Chelsea Rebecca, Beth Radloff, Mike Saigan, and Joel Arnold. Next time on D&D&D. Katheria waves her hands and some plants react, kind of like a, what Amara did, not as drastic. Like, Amara was very much like, I can control plants. But Katheria is more measured. It's a bigger gesture. And some plants come over and bloom out a powder. And now you're in the hazy, flashbacky sequence. And the plants are like, this week's episode is brought to you by... <laughs> <laughs>